Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateways to Cinema, the spinoff of the podcast reboot already underway. The American Horror Stories to the main podcast's American Horror Story. Mm. Different shows. Why? Because <laughs> you gotta milk that brand. <laughs> okay, sure. I Sorry, I have... There was hair. What? Hair is too long in this apartment. Can we talk about this real quick? Do we need to talk about this? <laughs> because this glob of hair was touching my foot, and I was so <laughs> convinced it was a spider. No, that's fine, because all day during work, now mm-hmm. that I'm working at home... The, there's hair on the carpet and it's yeah. bugging me. I keep on forgetting to clean it up. So that's probably the same <laughs> it's probably hair. the same one. And I just threw it back on the ground. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's probably my hair yeah. at this well, point. Well, in this corner especially. Yeah. You're the only one who's in this corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I, uh, I have very long hair now. I need to get it cut. But uh, it's quarantine. It's quarantine. It's quarantine. You know, life. who cares, you know? Yeah. It's a big sip of Mountain Dew for anyone. I wonder why it went real quiet there for a second. Oh no, I can, I can already see that this podcast is going to go off the rails. I, uh, um, but... I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> we, we wanted to... Alright, do, do, have you introduced me yet? I no. I had a line I even want to say. I was going to say... I'm your host, Aaron Hahn. This is Jacob Lacey. I don't know about you guys, but these aliens are looking pretty sus. <laughs> that's, a little, that's a little reference for you. Wow. So that was, that was brilliant. Thank yeah, you. I have no idea what the like the demographic of the people that would listen to this podcast is. So I don't know if they'd get it, but I don't know either. It's an Among Us reference. Anyway, we wanted to start this podcast. <laughs> we wanted to start the movie at ten. Yeah, and like I was, I ordered wings. <laughs> oh, we are so, doing this right. Yeah, okay. no, but I just like this is why I'm. Th- I want to explain why I am the way I am. Yeah, go for <laughs> it in this moment at least. Okay. <laughs> and, we don't have time. No, we don't for, have time to uh, dig into it for the rest of it. Yeah. But I ordered wings because I was hungry, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wings, movie, sounds like a good time. So I ordered wings. Okay. We live in this apartment that's, for some weird reason, whenever you put our address into the GPS, it takes people to a different apartment in our complex. Right. And people just don't get it, so I was like, it was, it was a whole thing. It was 40 minutes later, <laughs> so we start at 1040, so it's late, it's 1230, we're doing a podcast late, we're back in this mindset, remember sure. when we used to do this? Remember when yeah. we used to do it this way? Well, we would do the, we would do the main podcast, yeah. we would like start at like 10, wrap that up at midnight, and then do another hour-long podcast, Yeah. and then we would also watch memes until like yes. 4 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. That was our that was our old routine, but now we're grown adults. We uh, we got responsibilities. Mm. We can't do this all the time. Oh, you're talking about blue blood America, and I drink the Mountain Dew as much as I want. Oh my God, this feels like a this feels like a fairly solid lead into uh, what we are discussing yeah. tonight. Because let's get to that. Um, the point of this podcast yeah. is we're watching another film from the it's list. It's 31 of, Days of Halloween. It's 31 Days of Halloween. Uh, so while we're watching another film from the list of 100 movies I made for Jacob to watch, uh, we're looking for more spookier entries. Yeah, not a lot left on my list, um, but I think this one qualifies enough. Mm-hmm. I'd say um, so. We're looking at the John Carpenter uh, classic, They Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We normally start out the show, <laughs> what you knew going in. We kind of right. discussed a little bit about the Zoom before we watched the movie. You said you knew like nothing except for the uh, the famous 
uh, central quote of this right. movie. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I am all out of bubblegum. Iconic. 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 I didn't know line. it was from this until, I don't know, maybe like a year ago or so. And mean, that's how I... That's why I knew. Yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't know for the longest time where it was from either. Because, I, I mean, it's one of those lines that you, like, hear parodies of before mm-hmm. you ever get to the original source. Yeah, like um, the, for me, the Terminator line. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Or, you know, that one is parodied into the ground at this point. Right. <laughs> I think I first, I, I, I first encountered that line back, like, when I was in grade school or something. I, uh... There was this YouTube video that was basically just a compilation of, like, famous horror movie quotes. And I would watch this all the time mm-hmm. because I loved it because it was, like, spooky, but not too spooky for my <laughs> right, right, yeah. self. So I'm like, I get these little stuff. teases of all these uh, spooky movies, but then before it can get too spooky, it's moved on to the next movie because it's just right. quick-cut uh, uh, quotes. Um, and this was one of them. So I very much knew that clip. Like, I knew the line delivery and everything about it long before I ever watched the movie. <laughs> right. I, I'm sure it was probably in a, a um, like, compilation of, like, iconic movie quotes or whatever that I was watching. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. So. So, uh, but that's really all you knew going in. Um, give us some of your first thoughts on yeah. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, yeah, yeah, I wanted to say, and, uh, of course, just like everything, uh, Duke Nukem, they use basically that same quote, but oh. mangle it, because it's Duke Nukem, they, it's Duke they ruin Nukem. everything. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so I, I, I've often said, mm-hmm. John Carpenter, for the most part, works for me. You like the spooky stuff. The spooky. I like the spooky stuff, yeah, and his other stuff, not usually a fan of. This is somewhere in the middle but this is also something that I think really works for me. Yeah. And uh, so, I, yeah, I really liked this. I, it's, Halloween's probably still my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I might like this more than The Thing. Oh, Maybe. Right, right. And I really like The Thing. So, wait, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Okay, The, the Thing. Yeah, The Thing. We're getting there. <laughs> oh, God. He's uh, so tired. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, this is really good. Uh, I was very much a surprise to see Roddy Piper in this. <laughs> But great, you know, I'm happy. That's that's awesome. Right. Um, I mean, I knew him from playing Legends of Wrestling as a kid with my dad <laughs> and on PS2. And then, like, you know, in Always Sunny as the maniac. And, right. Uh, that's what, yeah, I was just trying to look up, like, because he hasn't had a huge uh, acting career, kind of understandably. This mm-hmm. was, like, before the era where uh, wrestlers would transition smoothly right. into acting. You know, this right. was before... Uh, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson kind of paved the way yeah, for everyone. He, he really uh, did. There's probably someone more famous. He was than apparently him in Green Lantern Emerald Knight, though. Sure, I don't believe it. I don't know. I, I've seen that movie. I don't remember. He's Bolfunga. <laughs> sure, I know him. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> But, I'm not uh, that much of a nerd. I may read comics like like ten comics a day at this point because I have this iPad. But yeah, the not iPad that has, much of a nerd. has like insanely increased your uh, amount of comic book Com- reading. Com- I watched the end of this one with you. The end of which one? Emerald, oh, Emerald Knights. Nice. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've seen that one too. I don't know when Bullfungo is in the movies. So I, I don't know. No, no clue. 
But yeah, he shows up. He's uh, he's great. I, I wish he had done more because I love him in this movie. Yeah. Like he's not obviously a great actor, but he's got the tone down perfectly. Yeah, he can deliver those one-liners as good mm-hmm. as any other '80s action star. So for sure, and and it's something I guess about John Carpenter, especially in the '80s. He just loved working with either Kurt Russell or someone who looks like Kurt Russell, (laughs) you know? Like, when I first saw this clip, I'm sure I probably was like, yeah, it's Kurt Russell. Right. Yeah, I mean, of course. I wish I... I don't remember much of the like the production background of this movie, not as much as I should have, because we do no background research at no. all for this. Um, but I'm wondering if it's like a situation where like he wanted to cast Kurt <laughs> oh, Russell maybe. and then he just wasn't available, so he's like, uh, <laughs> now it's absolutely possible. I feel like there's some story behind uh, Roddy Piper uh, getting cast in this movie that I'm forgetting. But, uh, I don't know. We'll move on. This is just a first impression podcast. This isn't an in-depth, uh, right. production thing. This is, uh... Even though the last episode might have confused you on that, because I did have some behind-the-scenes knowledge on, uh, Escape from Devon. You, you did have a lot of knowledge on that. So. That completely, like, changed my opinion about the movie <laughs> instantaneously. <laughs> just the, the sudden, like, realization that it wasn't a comedy. It was, yeah. it was oh, God... But, uh, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you love this movie, because uh, I was I was kind of worried about this one. Mm-hmm. One, because we had watched Escape from New York yeah. uh, for the podcast. We had done that, that like, movie book club kind of thing right. um, a few weeks. Um, and we had all watched that, and I, felt, I think I was the only one that liked it of the three of us. Yeah. Um, I think David was a little bit more high on it than I was, but... You you, you were the one that seemed to dislike it. David yeah. was like, it's fine. And I was like, I, I enjoy this, because I love Carpenter's style. I love uh, mm-hmm. the over-the-top, uh, really ridiculous action uh, stuff that he does. Um, so I love that movie, but you didn't. So I was worried, because this is definitely much closer to Escape from New York in tone than mm-hmm. something like The Thing in Halloween. Um, and I was also worried, because I felt like it's, it's in some ways similar to RoboCop, which has been like a long range debate. See, and this, this is the thing. I was I wasn't gonna say this until spoilers. <laughs> this is good Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> I was even thinking that, but I was just like, you know, I'll bring it up later. You need to rewatch Robocop. <laughs> I don't think you were in the right mindset to appreciate because it's pretty much exactly like this movie. <laughs> I might where not it's have. very much the eighties movies just getting so fed up with the Reagan administration and just doing the most like absurd, <laughs> outlandish, like just like the dumbest but smartest movie that you can about <laughs> how awful things are. Um so, yeah, because you didn't like Robocop, I was worried you weren't going to like this movie. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you love it, because yeah. I love this movie. This is one of my favorite films of all time. This is a five-star movie for me. Okay, I don't know that I'd go five-star. <laughs> I would go four, maybe four and a half. I think this is one that will hinge on a rewatch, probably. Yeah. Because right. I, there are moments that I think... The thing is, I don't think it would go down in rating, is what I'm trying to say. I think yeah. it would go up, maybe, once, you know, what some of the weirder elements or things that, uh, like, a slow beginning that it has, I think once you know where it's going, it can kind of, uh, help you through those moments. Yeah, especially with you not knowing, you didn't even really know what the plot of this no, movie was. No. So that opening scene, it, it takes a while to slowly, un, you know, unveil the premise mm-hmm. of the movie. So yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. 
We, we can get into spoilers. We can get into can spoilers. Uh, I, I, it's a recommend. It, it's a recommend from both of us. I mean, you don't have to give it five stars. The fact that you give it, you know, four is enough I'm for a, me. For, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying or, I have to give it five. I'm just saying it, this, it could go up. <laughs> it could go up. We'll see. But yeah, love this movie. Um, it's great. Um, so if you haven't seen it, um, recommended by both of us. And if you have seen it or just do not care... Uh, we're going to talk about it now in depth with spoilers. Yeah. Is there a place you would like to start? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> so, the 80s, man. Yeah, the 80s. Just like, what a magical time to be alive. When, like, you and your bro are having an argument, uh-huh. and you just beat the living daylights <laughs> out of each other for, like, ten minutes, and then you're like, hey, it's alright, man. You know, like, it's a very 80s thing. To put in a movie, it's it's a fantastic scene. <laughs> that's the that's the like scene where I fell in love with the movie because you have that slow build up. You're like, okay, I'm getting, I'm digging this premise and all that, and then mm-hmm. that scene hits, and it's just so absolutely over the top. It goes that you for look. so long. I believe I believe it's like six, like close to seven minutes long. Oh my god. <laughs> And there's like there's no other like scene in cinema that like is that long that's like of like just two people fighting like that like just this alleyway yeah. fight where it's like and it's just, not yeah. even like a real fight it's like they're like joking with each other while they yeah. do it. <laughs> it had the same vibe as uh as, as the Predator. It, not that they like beat each other up in Predator, but just like where they're like. I can't. I don't want to say what they say on the podcast. But you know, when Arnold Schwarzenegger meets his buddy, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Had that same like sort of vibe to it, and I loved that. <laughs> so good. I think if I remember correctly, they like the the two of them, Roddy Piper and Keith David, uh, like choreographed that all themselves. Oh my god, they definitely did. There were so many like wrestling. It's <laughs> like, oh my god. That's why it's so great that they got him because you know yeah. Kurt Russell would have just been like in and out in that scene, <laughs> yeah. but like this is what Roddy Piper lives for. This is he knows how to entertain. The man has a voice in his head. <laughs> But I feel like, I, I think I remember, I don't know if this is true. Okay. I think this is true. It's that, like the car thing. We get the, it. We need to take with a grain of salt, but it's that, like the like, car thing. They choreographed it themselves, and so the scene wasn't originally supposed to be that long, but they were just so proud of what they had choreographed <laughs> that John Carpenter's like, yeah, we're leaving it all in. <laughs> and if that's not true, I want to believe it's true just because it's such a good story and such yeah, a good it scene. Is. It is. I did see, I did, I don't, I don't know what the source of this is, but I did see a good, like, in-film defense of that scene as well, is, like, on a surface level, it's super entertaining, because it's just, you know, like, a, a super long, uh, fight sequence, they're just doing ridiculous moves, it's funny because <laughs> they just keep on getting back up and doing another move. There's, um, like, three times that I'm like, okay, it's done. Like, it's done, it's <laughs> yeah. done. Like, as any other normal film yeah. would just, like, be like, yeah, that's our scene, you get the point. <laughs> um, but, like, the the argument I saw in favor of that scene um, in the film is, like, um, is exactly that. Like, you don't get the point. Like, the mm-hmm. idea is that um, this is a very, this film is, like, expressing this very anti-capitalist rage that's expressed so many places elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very much saying in this moment, um, 
that like how many times you have to be beaten over the head with this message before it sinks in you know there you go like the idea that okay we could have like a three minute scene and then end it Mm -hmm. and then um move on with the movie because all you're here to do is to consume a movie be entertained and move on but Mm -hmm. this they live is just like no (laughs) do you get the point we're making here because it seems like you're just enjoying this movie because there's lots of fights and blood and punches (laughs) but do you get what we're saying here we're not being subtle about it in any way (laughs) oh god which is, the, that's why I love this movie. This movie is like the dumbest, smartest movie of all mm-hmm. time. And that's exactly what I love. I love movies that are smart because they're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this one uh, is definitely, it's there. It's It's got that. Um, yeah, I mean, just I, I, I the whole time I'm just like, so it's pretty, pretty prescient, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, that's the thing. Like, this came out in 88, and it's still so relevant uh, to the... Like, nothing would have... Uh, wouldn't really need to be changed. No. Uh, in terms of, uh, like... Just... the I love the... the um, the the like white billboards and everything mm-hmm. it's such great uh imagery because it's very it's very striking it's very creative it's um, it is. it's a very unique uh way to approach mm-hmm. um that look and it's just it's so um like it's so dumb because it's just so simple yeah <laughs> like because you know you have like you have like the billboard it's like the woman in the bikini and he puts the glasses on it's like marry and reproduce it's like yeah we all get it sex sells but the right. movie is like but do, do you, you get, get it, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh i love it <laughs> um that's just that's just kind of carpenter's style from what i can tell though is that very simplistic um like approaches to bigger ideas and mm-hmm. i just really like that about the things that i have seen from him, and I, I mean, I, I'll watch more. Maybe I like more than I thought of him. Maybe it's just Escape from New York. Maybe, maybe. But I maybe mean, I liked Escape from New York if I rewatched it. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> that one, I, I couldn't do that one. I mean, these are um, now you've seen probably most of his like most acclaimed work. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I love uh, Christine as well. I think that's another one I might give five stars to as well. I love okay. that one. Um, maybe if we do a second list, I'd include that one as well. Gotcha. But, yeah. No, I love John Carpenter. He's one of my favorite directors. Oh, Big Trouble in Little China is great as well. That's right. also very similar. Is the fog good? This. I heard the fog's good. I don't really like the fog. Okay. okay. It has some, like, neat elements. There's some neat, like, uh, special effects work, and the score is great. But the mm-hmm. plot is just, like, such nonsense. Like, I can't <laughs> believe they got away with putting that script out there. <laughs> now, speaking of the score... Carpenter's yeah. always has great scores. Yeah. And this one, also great. And and it's and again, it's very simplistic nature, but that's just sort of how Carpenter works with his scores. Yeah. But they are always certified bangers every I, I time. Do, I don't know how he does it. The man's magic. He just <laughs> he he adds a little like little synth thing yeah. and then he just adds like, you know, Yeah. And it's it's beautiful. It's it's a masterwork every time. I love it. <laughs> 
He's so great. It's really good. He has, um, I don't know if you've ever listened to, he put out albums in like recent years called like Lost Themes. No. Which were he just like tracks he composed, and he he's kind of like presenting it like, these are like tracks for movies that I never made. But oh, you like okay. listen to them, and you're like, yeah, I can see what movie he would have made out of this. They're great. I love okay. those albums. Okay, I'll have to look that up, because that sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, and just down to the movie itself, just the... the, Because I I think with something like this, and maybe this is just because we live in 2020 and conspiracy theories are insane, and um, obviously there's the the lizard people... uh, (laughs) Well, I was going to say, we not only live in 2020, we are uh, Michiganders. Yeah. uh, And uh, we uh, had uh, the... We're we're recording this a few days after the FBI is like, hey... Domestic terrorists tried to kidnap the governor of Michigan, and yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, what is yikes. happening?" <laughs> um, but I, I think with with an idea like that, that maybe is not so like, I, I don't know. Was lizard people a thing before, in '88? Lizard people has been around. Okay, has it? it, it I don't it know, man. Been. I don't know. That's that's probably an old one. But even with uh, an idea that is fairly simple and we've heard a lot i think just the presentation in this movie is so good of the difference between the color and the black and white and what you can see through the glasses and eventually the contacts <laughs> pretty cool right i honestly forgot the contacts uh, was a plot point in this but then they showed up i was like wait that happened <laughs> I, don't, I did also, not remember that roddy piper has never put a contact in before <laughs> in his life I love it. They they were both very bad yeah. at faking it. They like hold them really close to their eyes and then they just cut away and you're like, okay, cool. Um, oh, before we move on, I wanted to, because I just like read this um, on the Wikipedia page. I just scroll through it real quick before we do this podcast. That's mm-hmm. the extent of my background research. But on the black and white color do. thing, um, Carpenter apparently made commentary on it uh, referencing uh, Ted Turner. The uh, uh, I don't know if you know about like the controversy of him like colorizing old movies like It's a Wonderful Life and stuff and how it was a huge controversy for oh, him to yeah, go yeah. back mm-hmm. um, and color all these movies and how artists are like you, you can't really do that just because it makes it more commercial right. um, and John Carpenter explicitly referenced that he's like yeah Ted Turner is an alien that's what I'm saying with uh, this black and white <laughs> world is the truth and the color world is the fraud <laughs> and I just thought that was incredible <laughs> It made me love it even more. Carpenter, man. He just is such a dude that just, like, will absolutely say whatever he's thinking. <laughs> I don't think he really cares. Um, also liked the little uh, Carpenter reference at the end. It was pretty mm-hmm. uh, pretty good. Especially because this would have been... When, when was the thing? 84? Oh, okay. Yeah, so this would have been like... Because people didn't like the thing when it came out, right? They didn't like the thing. I assume that's very much him being like, you guys just didn't get it, and also... 82, 82. 82. And then also just the... The the just explicit sex scene directly after that (laughs) reference is so good, and that's just how it ends. It's just... It's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he 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 just has his finger on the pulse of like this is what I I know what you guys think about me I don't care <laughs> like I'm John Carpenter and he was proven right because mm-hmm. um the thing went back cre- critical reevaluation people love it now uh, yeah. they live also people didn't like it when it first came out and now it's one of his more acclaimed works as well man I, I yeah I think maybe 
Well, and you watch something like the, uh, They Live, and the thing to an extent, but there's so much that I see in this movie that other movies of our time, and even in like uh, years after 88, movies had taken from this. And I think mm-hmm. it's just, this is such an influential movie in a lot of ways. Um, especially down to like its comedy, which felt very modern and, and like over the top and great. Um, I don't know. I, I think did a good job. <laughs> I, I just think, you know, maybe we don't always... Critical of it, re-evaluations are good. Mm. Yeah. The Thing, They Live, they live. Jennifer's Body, Venom. Venom. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. We don't always get it right the first time around. It's true. Yeah. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> it will be due in a few years, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm recording this right now. I will no. bet $100. No, um, no. $100 in 2064 money, because that's when there's going to be reevaluating. People are like, that's a good movie. Calling it now. What are you looking at? Oh, uh, I was just looking up um, Meg Foster's filmography. Oh, so yeah. Like what else she's been in. A little bit of a good twist there. I, I didn't like expect it. I was like, oh, okay. I, I think that, that's... It, it works so well because, <clears throat> yeah, she's very much set up as, like, the generic, like, love mm-hmm. interest for these types of movies. Like, they barely have anything in common. No. They just... They, he kidnaps her, and then she shows up later, and you're like, oh... They're going to fall gonna in love. <laughs> they're going to destroy the radio and then they're going to kiss. Because that's what movies have trained us to yeah. be. And the fact that then there's the twist that, you know, she's basically been indoctrinated um, and is helping the aliens now. Um, it's so great because it is exactly what this movie needed to be. Where it's like, hey, listen, if you we haven't made this clear yet, the yeah. aliens are the ones pushing you to always couple up and, you know, <laughs> yeah. the same reason every single uh, action movie needs that, you know, hetero romance at the center of it. They're like, oh, we gotta always reinforce this family structure. This movie is explicitly saying no, because that's exactly what we're fighting against in this. It's good. I love it. It's yeah. good. I, I I wish I had more to say about it, but again, it's we, we just watched it. It's late at night. I just saw this movie. <laughs> I just learned about it. Yeah. Now you done. Do you think another reason they chose black and white for the ghoul people right. is because they look really bad at color? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of the charm is how bad <laughs> yeah. the special effects in this movie are. Right, no, um, I think it is charming in the black and white, but as soon as it goes <laughs> to the color, you're just like, uh, okay, what's going on here, guys? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that very well could be a reason. Um, yeah. Just a, no, just I, a question. I believe it, but again, yeah. I love it for it. Um, yeah. It works with what the movie's going for, uh, to have it be... Uh, Half of the very awkward, like rubber mouths, always moving. Right. Like this is so really silly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Also, just uh, you know, I, I this is really I, so. This was based on a short story, right? Yes. Okay. I've never read the short. Story. I wonder how much. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to read it to see how much they add to it here. 
but I just think its whole class commentary was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when they, they meet their friend, or not even friend, just the guy that was at the shantytown, I guess is what you'd call it, with yeah. them at the beginning, and then he's like, he he's like, hey, you guys could join, you know, we want the good life, everyone wants the good life, and mm-hmm. you're just like, yeah, I don't, I, you can't hate you for it, but it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, there's there's this sort certain like thing that like they don't get they don't kill him they like everyone else they're just like boom boom die mm-hmm. <laughs> but that him they're just like I don't know man you know yeah. you, you made the wrong choice that's that's absolutely an angle of this movie I like where it's not mm-hmm. it's not like just you know black and white in like the metaphorical mm-hmm. sense where it's like all the aliens are the cause of all evil in society and we're gonna overthrow them and then society will be uh cleansed and we'll be able to live right. our lives free they're like no listen humans are, are you know they collaborating with them they're, yeah. they're yeah they're part of the problem it's uh, the fact that we are letting them you know take over um our, our lives because we'd rather uh have ourselves maybe you know we'd rather be the uh the oppressor um in that system if we like if we can get out of it then uh you know have to fight against um these like unbeatable odds almost you mm-hmm. know and i it's i love that it's not uh that dark of a of a differentiation between uh what the villains and the heroes in this right. movie and it's it, it it clearly paints it as pure desperation that that most people would buy right. into it, and it's like that sort of like yeah, most people probably would, but like it doesn't mean it's right, like you know, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just really good. Yeah, okay. that's a good movie. Right that's there. a good movie. I hope it was spooky enough for your October. I think list. it fits. I think, I, I think the whole uh, in secret invasion is sort of a, a good, good it, spooky to idea. To me, it very much feels in the same vein as Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. To me, where it's very much just like this goofy, like campfire spooky story uh, kind of tone. Right. Um, so I think it works well as an October movie. Still, I think so too. Um, yeah, you're right. It, it is campfire story, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It works for that. Do what you're saying. Do I what? Oh, I was gonna. I, w- I was wondering if we're if we're wrapping this up. Do you know where you're gonna rank this? That's uh, what I was just looking at, and I would put it. Oh boy, the thing is, this list is filled with bangers, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. There's my, good my stuff list? in here. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I don't know where to put it. There's so many good things in here. Um, yeah. Fair. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, honestly, I don't know either. Because I have a lot of five-star movies in this list for me. Yeah. Um, I'd probably put it 20... Hmm. Personally, I'm going to put it 23rd. Mm -hmm. uh, Behind Texas Chainsaw Massacre, ahead of The Devil's Backbone. I'd put it 27th. Okay. Behind the Blues Brothers, ahead of The Prestige. Alright, yeah. yeah. Pretty high for both of us. Um, I've, it's going to be the same on the combined list for me, because... Again, right, right. It'll be the somewhere top. on the combined <laughs> list. I, don't, I can do it right now. All right, you don't have see. to do it. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Um, but we can talk about 
what we're watching next week, Aaron. If you want to pull that up, I believe next it's, time. If I remember correctly, it's the Love Witch. Let Love me Witch. Double check to confirm real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so next week we are um, jumping back to Jacob's uh, Jacob's list uh, movies I haven't seen yet, um, and one he's very excited to show me uh, this <laughs> time around. Uh, the Love Witch. Yeah. Um, so this is a film that I really know very little about. It was a film I was interested in watching when it first came out. I never really caught, but you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since then, I've just been waiting for you to show it to me because <laughs> you seemed very excited to uh, do so. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll talk about it. I, 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 I'm interested to see what a rewatch does for this one for me. <laughs> Especially because I'm sure I won't be in the same state of mind as I was last time I watched it. But we'll talk about that. Mm. Too. It wasn't drugs. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I was just being really, really tired and kind of like barely staying awake. But I think that did a lot of good things for it. Mm. So we'll see what happens if I'm, when I'm more awake. You gotta, you gotta stay awake. You don't. They want us mm. asleep. They live. We sleep. Do you think that's what the Childish Gambino song is about? It's about they live. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a. I mean, honestly, he's probably a fan of the movie, but I <laughs> doubt that's the source of the inspiration <laughs> for the song. Um, but anyway, um, you have it set for the seventeenth, so yeah, in next week uh, we'll be uh, covering the Love Witch. Yeah, so six days, six days from now. Yep. So um, that's our show. If you want to find us around the web, you can find Jacob at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. You can find him at Jake Lace on Letterboxd. He is going through the 31 Days of Halloween and posting reviews of all the films he sees. I um, sure to... am. So, and boy, so if you... are my arms tired. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to read um, some thoughts on the films he's been watching, check out his letterbox. He is on track this year. He's watched a film every single day. He's probably going to make it unless um, he I'm gets COVID. Unless uh, I get COVID. <laughs> that's going to be the cause this year. Oh, God. Could you imagine? I could imagine. I don't want that. Yeah, not, none of us want that. Well, no, okay, yeah, fair. But I just mean, oh, gosh. I don't want that to be the reason that I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to find me around the web, you can find me at myhonestopinion.com. You can find me at honestopinion on Twitter. Um, you can also check me out on Letterboxd. Um, and if you want to find the podcast around the web, you can find us at Reboot Already on, on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can give us a like. Um, and you can leave us a good review if you like what we say. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so that's the Kool-Aid, man. But How come every time I close out with, leave us a good review if you like what we say, you say some dumb stuff <laughs> um, that's going to make them not leave the review? That's why we have no reviews. You don't like, oh, yeah? I don't like, oh, yeah. It seems like something uh, Roddy Piper would say in this movie. It very much does, honestly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many great quotes from this movie. There yeah. are. There are. This is the 80s one-liner. The city, you know? Yeah. That's where we're where we're parked in we're parked in the parking garage and it's the parking garage in the middle of one liner city i'm tired <laughs> clearly good thing this episode is over <laughs> um, oh are we, we done no no because oh. we gotta say until next time mm, okay don't think it don't say it bye bye man bye bye man you know, I just want to mention real quick, in the <laughs> Evil Dead reboot, yeah. there's a page that says, don't think it, don't hear it, don't say it. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Bye-bye man straight stole this. <laughs> I don't know. 
Bye Bye Man was based on a short story as well. I'll have to look up when that was published, but... Creepypastas, man. One day we'll talk about the Bye Bye Man. Oh, God. I mean, we have talked about the Bye Bye Man. We'll talk about it more. 